We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast post game edition. I'm your host again, Jacob Niffin. Taylor Peterson was supposed to be with you guys tonight, but thoughts out to Taylor. He is feeling very under the weather. His young baby is also feeling under the weather and had to go to a doctor tonight. So T's and P's out to TP, Taylor Peterson. Hopefully he feels better. Hopefully the baby's all good. Taylor did tweet for most of the night, but I told him I would take his post game. What a mistake that was. Maybe we should have got the Taylor Fever Dream podcast. It would be more entertaining than this than this basketball game. As the Thunder lose to the Houston Rockets, 118 to 105, a 13-point loss that was never really that close. We're proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you didn't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. If you go drop that YouTube sub, that would mean a lot. Please do so. Again, the Thunder lose this one, 118-105, to and by far the Thunder's worst game of the season, not even close. It was as bad as 26 at one point in time. We're going to keep this one short and sweet, my folks. Um, not a lot to talk about. Also, I've podcasted on Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then tomorrow, Sunday. So I've talked a lot about basketball. I don't want to talk a lot about this game. So we're going to hit the high points, and we are going to get the heck out of Dodge. Big takeaways from this one. Three-point shooting. Just buried OKC. The discrepancy from the three-point line, absolutely massive. Takeaway number two. The Offensive Disappearing Act. The Thunder offense was very poor tonight uh, to couple with their defense, which was also very poor tonight. Second night of a back-to-back. You can't really use that excuse when Houston's also coming off the second night of a back-to-back. Thunder just got outplayed. Last one, the pick-and-roll defense uh, was really a problem for OKC tonight. It's been a problem a little bit 
this season, I think teams are going to start targeting the Thunder more in the pick and roll to not hit a roller for easy buckets in the lane, but more to open up things on the perimeter. I'll talk about that here in just a bit. But first, let's dive in and do a step-by-step breakdown of this game. First quarter starts the same. Thunder slow starts. 14 to 4 in the first three and a half minutes. Coach Dagnalt calls a timeout. Pulls Poku off the floor, brings in JRE, uh, who comes in to guard Alperen Shengun. Didn't really help that much, but uh, Poku, very short leash tonight, got pulled, got benched, didn't come back for like, I think the whole first half. He went to the scorers table to come back in, but never actually got back in the game. Um, didn't start the second half. Uh, rough night for Poku. Usman in the first quarter gets some of his first minutes since early in November. He's been playing with the blue, got called up, uh, and actually got into the game tonight. The Thunder tried to chip back in this one in the first quarter off of turnovers. The Houston Rockets are very undisciplined, turned the ball over a lot. Uh, Shea was uh, eating early on. He and Giddy scored or assisted on the Thunder's first 18 points. Um, but Eric Gordon keeps uh, the the Rockets in it, really, but just with his hot shooting. Uh, first quarter, Thunder, one of eight from the three-point line. Rockets, four of eight. Uh, so that's a big difference. Second quarter, uh, Josh Giddy gets up to seven points on three of six shooting. Uh, much better start for him tonight. Um, but Trey got in and just did not look good at all. Uh, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Mark eventually... Uh, pulls Trey and puts Isaiah Joe in. Joe also couldn't hit anything as well. And the Rockets just got blistering hot. Garrison Matthews comes in, hits two threes, uh, followed up by a Jabari Smith three. I think that was really where the game was was like turned and then ended was that 9-0 run for the Houston Rockets in the second quarter. Uh, put OKC down 13, and then they could just never get it back from there. Um like I mentioned with my takeaways, just Rockets keep hitting threes. The Thunder uh, unable to hit threes. Went down 65-44 at half. That's uh, That ain't good, folks. Thunder 4-19 from the three-point line in the first half. Rockets 11-19 from the three-point line. Uh, that is a difference in seven threes, 21 points, which was the difference in the half. Um, out-rebounded 25-17 to 17 in the first half. Also another problem. Shea did have a really nice first half and followed it up with an even better third quarter. Uh, Shea had 18 at half, ends up with 32 and didn't play a minute in the fourth. Um, Dagnalt started JRE over Poku in that second half. Um, Poku played six minutes first half, um, didn't really see time the second half like much. Uh, Gideon Shea attacked the rim early in the third quarter, but the Thunder just could not generate any stops. Uh, felt like whenever they did, they just gave the ball right back. Fourth quarter, more of the same. Uh, OKC actually loses um, every quarter in this game except the fourth. First quarter, 22 to 23, they lose. They they were in it at the end of the first. Second quarter, 22 to 42. That's the difference in the game for you right there. Third quarter, 29 to 30. OKC kept it close. Fourth quarter, the Thunder wins 32 to 23. Just not enough. A really, really bad performance by OKC tonight. I see you guys are getting some comments and questions in the chat. Uh, Shout out to you guys because if anyone's even watching me live, uh, you are a true Thunder fan. 
let's hit some analysis. I'll hit some of your questions. We're going to get out of here at a nice early time. Um, my first analysis, revisiting three-point shooting buries OKC. So for the game tonight, uh, not looking at individuals, but looking at the teams, Thunder shoot 10 of 44 from three. That's 22%. The Rockets shoot 18 of 36 from three. That's 50%. Rockets take eight less threes, make eight more threes. That is the difference in the game right there. I mean, just absolutely the difference in the game. That's 24 points. Thunder lose by 13. Um, just a massive uh, discrepancy in the three-point shooting. At one point, I think Jalen Green was like six of six from three, uh, just scorching freaking hot. Uh, I, I I struggle to like know what to say here besides the Thunder just could not make a dadgum basket and Houston just got wide open shots after wide open shots. So let's let that lead into, uh, it was my, my third point, but I'm going to bring it up second here because I think they tie in really well. The pick and roll defense. Houston was getting wide open looks. Uh, oh, oh, you just got an interception. Sorry, I shouldn't be watching a football game while podcasting, but that was exciting. Um, pick and roll defense. The Thunder just, anytime a Rockets player would set a screen, the Thunder would either send a double or they would be late on the switch or they would drop too far. And like whenever the roller would roll down the lane, this is hard to describe like in a podcast. I need a little whiteboard. Uh, whenever the roller would roll down the lane, the Thunder would have someone on one of the edges on, on one of the wings or in the corners rotate over and tag the roller, which is leaving corner shooters or, or wing shooters uh, wide, wide, wide open. And then they would just catch and fire. And uh, if they did catch and a Thunder player would rotate in enough time, it left uh, someone open on the backside where that person rotated from, uh, which would result in an open three. The Thunder feel like... This is kind of weird to say, but the lack of a really good defensive big man is rearing its ugly head and causing the Thunder problems. Not in the lane, a little bit in the lane, but more so in um, three-point shooting because you have to rotate so hard to stop the big man in the lane. You're bringing smalls, digging down in and tagging rollers. It's leaving guys on the wings open where if you have a good defensive big man who can kind of play one-on-one and can defend the pick and roll really well, um, guys are able to stay home on those three-point shooters more often and it leads to less kickouts and less threes. Um, basically what I'm saying is the Thunder missed Chet. Chet would be very, very, very helpful on this team. I foresee a lot of these problems as far as the pick and roll defense, um, the stuff with shooters getting open because the Thunder are either doubling a big uh, or are crashing down on pick and rolls. I foresee that being a problem until the Thunder get a really good defensive big man in the middle to help them out. Um, will they do that this year? I have my doubts because next year you're bringing Chet in to be your big time center. You don't want to uh, uh, like, like ruin that by bringing in say like a miles Turner. like can miles Turner and Chet coexist together. 
Uh, maybe, but I think you want Chet playing the five on this team. You don't want to bring in somebody else and like muddy up those waters. I think the Thunder are just going to ride it out with with what they are. Um, and that's going to lead to some problems, and we know where those deficiencies are. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My last big takeaway was the offensive disappearing act. Thunder score 105 points tonight. Uh, Their points by quarter, 22, 22, 29, 32. Uh, Thunder shoot 39% from the field. This stat kind of blows my mind right here. The Thunder took 11 more shots than the Houston Rockets and made seven less shots than the Houston Rockets. Houston was 45 of 86. The Thunder were 38 of 97. You got 11 more field goal attempts, but you made seven less shots than your opponent. Um, That's just on both ends of the ball. That's not defending well. You let them shoot 52% from the floor, 50% from three, and that's you just struggling to convert, only uh, making 39% of your shots and 22.7% of your threes. Those are both problems. Uh, Thunder lose the rebounding battle by 12. Uh, they actually win the offensive rebounding battle, 16 to 11, but defensive rebounds, it was 25 to 42. The reason that Houston got so many defensive rebounds is because the Thunder missed so many shots. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes. When you look at box scores tonight, Shea, very efficient, 12 of 21 for 32 points, had a great night. Josh Giddy, pretty efficient, 7 of 14, so he shot 50% from the floor. Uh, 18 points. That's not bad at all. But J-Dub, 4 of 12. Poku, in only 9 minutes tonight. 0 of 2. Dort, 1 of 4. Uh, Baisley, in 11 minutes, takes 0 shots, but produces 2 turnovers. J-Rob, 3 of 7. Jang, 0 of 4. Kenrich Williams was nice, 3 of 4. Trey Mann, an abysmal 1 of 11. Isaiah Joe, 2 of 8. Aaron Wiggins also had a pretty decent night, 5 of 10. Um, but whenever you look uh, like Jeremiah Robinson Earl plus 15, 13, Trey Mana plus 10, Isaiah Joe a plus two, everyone else is in the negatives, including Josh Giddy at a minus 26. Um, so just not the Thunder's night. I, I don't really know what else to say about this game. Uh, the Thunder looked like they were going at about 40%. They weren't very aggressive defensively at all. Uh, just nothing going right for them in a game that I thought they would come in and just roll the Houston Rockets. Um, this win tonight for Houston got them to five victories. 
Uh, the Thunder were at five victories like 10 days ago. So I, I thought the Thunder would come in and roll this team, uh, especially defensively because the Houston Rockets aren't a very disciplined uh, basketball team. They don't play like any sort of like team defense at all. Uh, they don't play any sort of team offense at all. It's kind of like a glorified pickup game. And still they come out and just blitz the thunder. Pretty, pretty pathetic performance. Um, but hey, put it behind you because you got another one coming Monday night. Let's hit a few of these comments before I get out of here. First one, don't know. Some of these Victor highlights look pretty juicy at the moment. Yeah, Thunder fans might want to get back on the Victor train. I don't know. Um, this team is at such a weird spot where they're like three losses away from like being back at the bottom of the West, but they're like just a couple of wins away from being like the eighth seed. They're kind of right there in the middle. It, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, really teetering on the knife's edge. Um, David says, for the Thunder's rebuild to be better than the Rockets and Pistons, it would be nice to beat them. Uh, totally agreed, but I think the Thunder's rebuild is still in a way, way, way better place than the Houston rebuild and the the Detroit rebuild. You, When you look at the Thunder have Shea, Houston and Detroit have nothing close to Shea as of right now. Um, the Thunder have all these draft picks. They have all their own draft picks moving forward. Houston can't say that. Uh, they owe picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I think as far as assets and, and big chips are concerned, the Thunder are in a pretty good place. Um, David also says fire chip. I, I think it's a little too early for that. Big Mike and Z, Jacob, the Thunder pooped for scoot. I kind of like that. Poop for scoot. That's a, that's maybe a good hashtag if we start tanking down the, the back stretch of the season. Um, another question. How much is it people getting hot versus bad defense? I tweeted from my personal account tonight because Taylor was on the pod account. We have more of a sample size of the Thunder being a bad defensive team this season than we do of the Thunder being a good defensive team this season. They were good for like the first eight games and they were like top 10, top 11 in the league. The other like 10, 11 games, they've been very poor. So uh, really hard to draw some sort of analysis uh, on this team defensively. But so like recency bias, they've been pretty poor. Gable says this is an important loss in the reverse standings. Uh, you could definitely look at that. Eamon says, got to say, it's not what I expected tonight. I think that's totally fair. Mark says, is it time for Trey Mann to go back to the blue and find his shot and shot selection? I do not think Trey will get blue minutes this year, but maybe he will. Um, he has looked like a different player since he came back from injury. Uh, really, really, really struggling. He also asked, was not selecting Shengun a mistake? Uh, that is an interesting question. The Thunder don't really like back-to-the-basket big guys, but a lot of the stuff Shengun does uh, as far as like the feel and the passing are some things that the Thunder have really been targeting and looking for. Uh, so that's kind of interesting as well. Um, Eamon says, if I had a dollar for every time I heard uh, fill-in-the-blank Miss Chet, this is the reason why we miss Chet. Uh, he'd be rich. Uh, that is probably right. Last one from Eamon. Are the Rockets going to go on another eight-game win streak and still be the worst team in the league like last year? Uh, I don't see an eight-game win streak in store for them. Uh, I did think Jalen Green looked really, really, really good tonight, but he also, um, uh, I mean, he just got into a really good rhythm. He's kind of an up-and-down player, but high hopes for that guy. I think he'll be really good. So, folks, we are at nearly 18 minutes. I did not think I could talk about this basketball game for 18 minutes, but here we are. 
We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time for our weekly show. We'll break down a lot on that one, so make sure to tune in. And then Monday night, we are back with you guys again for a post-game podcast after the Thunder take on the New Orleans Pelicans. I am anxiously looking forward to Chet versus Zion. Um, the two most polar opposite people in the entire league should be a blast. For some reason, a whole bunch of degenerates got into this live stream tonight, so I appreciate you guys. Um, we've had The Uncontested has had like one of our best months in November that we've ever had in the history of our podcast. That's all thanks to you guys. So really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great Sunday. Make sure to join us at 9 p.m. Central Time. Until then, and as always, thunder up. <laughs>